Silently, Weston Anderson sat and stared at the dark laptop monitor in front of him. It's time, he thought. He sighed as he stared at the obituary taped to his wall. Five years, and it still looked like the day it did after his grandfather died. Accused of unethical human experimentation. Weston read aloud as he pulled the clip from the wall. Unethical human experimentation. He repeated slowly and morbidly, enunciating each word. For a moment he sat and stared. Then carefully he picked up a pen. He marked through his grandfather's name. With a shaking hand, he held it up and looked at the newsprint with new eyes. Then slowly, meticulously, his pen wrote, Weston Anderson, at the top. And then he returned the scrap of newspaper to the otherwise barren wall. Weston ran a blistered hand through the wave of gray and black hair that fell across his forehead and then turned back to his laptop. Confession, good for the soul, he whispered. The words hung in the air. Then he focused on the monitor. So empty, so non-judgmental about figures, numbers, charts, and symbols that the 57-year-old scientist had filled it with for more than four years. Four years in which every passing minute taunted him with possibility that was always out of reach. What was it Beeman said? Every human act revolves around power. Then he looked at the summons to appear before a Senate panel in January. Every human act revolves around power, he said again. As he placed his fingers on the keyboard, he swallowed hard. After hitting a few more keys, he stared into the webcam at the top of the monitor. Weston felt ill. He put his hand to the top of his mouth for a moment and then lowered it as he cleared his throat. November 8. I am. I am. He cleared his throat again and out of the corner of his eyes looked at the bottle. This will be one of my... No, this will be my last entry. My last piece of the puzzle that I can provide as to what happened these past few years. Months, hell hours. Weston paused again. He looked up, startled at what he thought was the sound of the doorknob jiggling. Who's there? he shouted across the room. He caught his breath and listened. Nothing. After a moment of listening to himself breathe and staring intently at the gold knob, he continued. RCG 35-98 if you've been listening to my other entries and the tape recordings I plan to include with this, you know I created it. Yes, I create a strain of virus. I, I... Weston couldn't breathe as he felt the weight of his words. Finally, after several minutes, he continued. RCG 35-98 is no longer in my possession, no matter what they say. Weston grabbed the bottle as he turned and then slumped back into his leather chair and swiveled around to face the window. Pulling back the dusty gray curtains, he stared somberly at the darkness. At his feet sat piles of newspapers. The top headlines read, Flu pandemic certain, vaccines not working. One last time he turned towards the camera. Erica, I need you to do the right thing and get this evidence into the right hands, because if you're watching this, I'm dead. Weston took a deep breath and whispered, I'm dead. He rubbed the back of his neck as he slowly turned again to the pile of newspapers briefly. His lips quivered slightly, 
Then looking into the camera one last time, he said, I didn't do this. Just know that whatever happens, whatever is said, I didn't do this. Weston fumbled with a flash drive he pulled from his top desk drawer. Inserting it into the laptop, he downloaded the video, then turned off the computer. Carefully, he placed the flash drive in a box and addressed it, then placing it in the zipper pocket of his Italian leather laptop case. Weston returned to his bottle. As he eyed the ultrasound picture in the middle of the snicker wrappers and fast food bags, he bowed his head for a moment.